Hi guys, thanks for listening to Library Overload. This is Susie. And this is Tavia. Don't forget to check out our Instagram uh, where we'll post books that we've been reading. That is just Library Overload. And then also check out our blog. I'll list every book that we talk about in each episode. And that is just libraryoverload.home.blog. Welcome back, guys. We are excited to be back with you again today. Welcome, welcome. More books to talk about, which is good since we're a book podcast. That would be dreadful if we were like, well, we don't have books to talk about. So today, we're going to talk about our nails. Or politics. God. (laughs) (sighs) The dumpster fire of the year. Um, (laughs) But yes, books. So yeah. Yay. <laughs> We'd be a terrible book podcast with no books to talk about. True that. But we are loving our new format. So uh, we're excited to bring you more of just what we've been reading. Yes. I am still in a romance kick. I kind of <laughs> am too. Both of mine I, are romance. I have not let up from the romance pedal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's it's just so nice. I'm just not, I'm not stressed about a book, mm-hmm. so that's one less thing for me to worry about, one less thing to make my blood pressure go, yeah. uh, go up. I just finished a book, um, which is surprisingly not a romance, but one that I had been dying to read, uh, but now I'm trying to decide, like, which romance I want to read, like, there's time period options, there's, you know, there's so, so just trying to figure it out, man. Yeah, I've been, so y'all know I've been reading the Bridgerton series. I, I'll i read a Bridgerton book, and then I'll read a contemporary romance. And then I'll go back to Bridgerton, read something different. So that's kind of breaking things up for me. Yeah. Because if I didn't do that, I would most definitely start talking, like speaking, Regency style. <laughs> and I don't think Chris would love that so much. Probably so. not. I did watch the series finally, though. <laughs> Susie's very happy about that. I said I wanted to read the books, but then she's talked about them so much. Like, I feel like I can't read them right now. Um, maybe if I could get through them really quickly. Uh, but I don't want to bore you guys with repeats. You could definitely fit it in. Like, like one week when you've read a bunch or something, you could fit mm-hmm. one in. Like, the first book is like 500 pages almost, though, isn't it? Nah. Like I've got the... I've got the mass market, and I read it in a day. Ah, uh, okay. It's not bad. Well, I did very much enjoy the show. It is quite different and refreshing in its uh-huh. difference. Um, I, I didn't pick up on all the songs like you did, though, so I thought that was funny. They didn't, I couldn't tell except for one scene that it was a modern song. Yeah, most of the songs they danced to were modern songs, just instrumental. And so it got to the point where Chris and I, when we're watching it, like, we'd be like, okay, what is this? And we'd be like, Ariana Grande! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not super up on my current music. I uh, pretty much have been listening to the Hamilton soundtrack anytime I listen to music, um, which is pretty funny. Nothing wrong with that. No, but it does 
mean that I have not listened to anything contemporary in a while. <laughs> I'm such an old lady. No one's going to debate that. I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you want to get started? Yes. All right. So, speaking of Bridgerton, I'm going to jump right in with book two of the series. I'm trying to break it up for y'all, so not I'm not talking straight Bridgerton for, like, four episodes. The second book, this is called The Viscount Who Loved Me. Again, the author's Julia Quinn. This follows the oldest Bridgerton, so the Viscount. Uh, so, Anthony Bridgerton. And he is, he has just turned 30, I believe, and he's like, okay. I think it's time to find a wife. Everyone's nagging me about it. Mother won't leave me alone. Like, okay, this is the year. I'm going to find a knife, find a wife. And so he asks his brother, like, okay, this season, who is just like the diamond of the season? He's like, okay, I'm going to marry her. Hasn't met her. Doesn't know who she is. Yeah. Just, I'll marry her. So he goes to the next ball and he sees the, um, the diamond of the season. She's very beautiful. But it's well known that she is very close to her older sister. And she has let everyone know that she will not marry anyone without her sister's approval. Mm-hmm. So Anthony decides to kind of make nice with her sister, Kate. Kate is has heard plenty of things about Anthony. She has heard he is quite the rake. She has heard that. I love that word. I know. She has heard that he just, you know, really doesn't care to be married, isn't very responsible. He cares about his family, but that's really the only thing that he's got going for him. And so she, right off the bat, is like, absolutely not. Just no, no thanks. And the rest of the book is them just kind of enemies to lovers. And it's very good. I thought it was honestly... The book was better than the first book. Um, I don't know how they'll go in the series because in the TV series, it was quite different um, than the book. So I don't know if the TV show continues how they would take Anthony's story because he's already so much different. Um, But the book was lovely. Um, If you've watched the show and you've noticed there's a lot of like random bees, um, that is because the Viscount Bridgerton, the father of the Bridgerton children, he was killed by a bee sting. And so he, uh, so there's little bee references throughout the show. And I was like, what, what, what is the, and so I, I figured it would eventually be in the books but yes so the viscount bridgerton the original um was killed by a bee sting and so that plays a lot into anthony's story their father died at 38 anthony is now 30 and so he's just like i'm not gonna live much longer there's no way that i'm gonna live beyond what my dad lived to he was this great force of a man i'm no in no way like him I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to live beyond the time that he was on this earth. And so it's just, it's delving into um, him a lot more thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, that's good. It sounds good. Yes. I'm interested to see how they do that story as well, because there's a whole lot of difference. 
mm-hmm. um, and what's going on. So. Agreed. Um, but I mean, I loved the show by itself. So mm-hmm. I, I don't mind sometimes when a show takes its own way, as long mm-hmm. as it doesn't go garbage. Like True Blood, the series, it went way off what the books were, mm-hmm. and it ended up being just crap. I heard they're remaking that. So help me God. If they remake it, they better follow the the books. I mean, it's not that old. Why remake it? It's not. I don't know. They keep doing that, though. They'll talk about me remaking all sorts of crap. I'm like, guys, it just finished. Like, it just finished. Um, They're coming. They're bringing Dexter back for a season. And I was mad about that ending. That was also a book series. I don't know. I'm just annoyed with it. But we've Bridgerton, talked about that before. It's like, yes. oh, this great, wonderful, best-selling book. Let's change everything about it. Yes. Yeah. Like, why? Why you? Why you do that? Um, but the series Bridgerton has been phenomenal, both book and TV. Good. But I think it's because Shonda is in charge and she yeah. is a force. Yeah, just the cultural standing of the show and what it's doing is pretty spectacular, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, without Shonda Rhimes, I would not know of Reggae Jean Page and my life would be adrift without him. He is quite yummy. He's so beautiful. Yes. I love it when guys can do that one eyebrow thing. (laughs) I cannot do that. I just think it's so cute. That's the thing. (laughs) I don't know why. I just, it's so, I don't know. It's so cute. All right. So he can look perplexed at you. That's what Mm -hmm. you, that's what you're here for. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm weird. It's fine. Well, I mean, that's a known thing. That's okay. It works. Well, I'm going to take us back in time a little bit, but only to Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) I read In a Holidays by Christina Lauren, um, The Week of Christmas. Nice. Spectacular. It was a perfect, perfect book to read at Christmas. And it was neat. It was, it was whimsical and inventive but still you know obviously a christina lauren romance so it is about malin jones and every year the week of christmas her family and her parents um best friends and their families all go to a cabin in colorado for christmas and they stay there lovely yeah, they stay there the week of Christmas, and it's her, like, most favorite time of the year. She looks forward to it all year. It's her most wonderful thing. Well, the book starts on December 26th, and they've had kind of a rough week, and the owners of the cabin sat everyone down. They're like, this is the last year we're going to be here. We've decided to sell the cabin Malin hates her job. She's kind of in a romance rut. And now her favorite place on earth is getting sold. And she's kind of just in this really yucky place. And on the way to the airport, something happens. And when she wakes up, it's a week ago. And they're traveling back to, they're traveling to the cabin for the first time. 
So it's kind of like a Groundhog Day scenario where she keeps waking up and reliving the same week over again. Mm. There's a thing that she needs to learn and before she can get out of this week. But she kind of, you know, obviously goes bonkers at first. She's like, what is happening? Um, nobody believes her. And it's crazy. The main part of the plot is that Andrew is the son of one of her parents' best friends. And she's been in love with him since she was like 13. And he has never noticed her, given her the time of day. And this year things may be different. Since she keeps living the same week again, she may end up having the courage to tell him how she feels, change things. And so we kind of try to figure out if she's able to get out of this time warp, if she ever gets to be with Andrew, and if she ends up giving up the job that she hates to do something she loves, and kind of all of that stuff. But it all happens in a time warp around Christmas where she keeps living the, the week of Christmas over and over again. Hmm. So it's super cool. It's definitely different. Yeah, I bought it in December. I just haven't read it yet. It's spectacular. I read it really quickly. Um, it's got your perfect amount of smut, your perfect amount of romance. Very nice. And it's it's different than the other Christina Lauren books that I've read. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a fantastic holiday read. I, I'm not certain how it will fare at any other time. I guess mm-hmm. if people love Christmas, it would be fine. But I read it the week of Christmas, and it was just spectacular. That's it put awesome. me right in, the, right in the spirit. So it was wonderful. Very nice. Okay, my next two are contemporary romances by authors that I had not read before. So, first one I'll talk about is The Bromance Book Club, and this is by Lissa K. Adams. Um, This, I thought the premise was adorable. So, um, you're following Gavin Scott, and he is a professional baseball player. He and his wife have kind of been on the rocks. Um, something pretty big happened about a month ago, and they just really haven't spoken since until his wife, Thea, asks for a divorce. Oh. And he is just devastated. He loves her. They've got twin girls, and he's just, I don't know. I don't know how to fix this. I don't know what to do. Well, all of his buddies... So this is set in Nashville. So all of his buddies that are either baseball players or business owners, things like that in the, in the community, they invite him to, uh, to come and hang out at someone's house. And he finds out that they have a romance book club. These guys get together and read romances to kind of see what women are looking for in relationships because you know women we read romance because the guys in there are dreamy they know what we're looking for they say all the night the right things they do all the right things and so they've kind of figured out like this is how you figure out what women are looking for and intriguing and and not in like a creepy way where I'm just like I'm gonna um I'm gonna like just do all the same things that the that this guy in a romance does to like get a woman. Like that's not that's not how this is. This is more like guys that are kind of just in a rut with their wives. They've it's an anthropological experiment. Yes, 
to put a very, very (laughs) weird label on it. Yes. You're welcome. But yeah, and I thought it was adorable. So Gavin um, has a stutter and I've not read that before. Interestingly enough, um, in the Duke and I, the first um, Bridgerton book, uh, the Duke of Hastings has a severe stutter and it's even more pronounced in the book than it is in the show. Um, and so, yeah, I've read, I've read books about guys that stutter recently and I was like, well, that's nice. Like you don't, you don't see that a lot. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to be more purposeful about what I'm reading and I want to read about people that are different from me and not just about normal white people that live normal, boring lives. Like I want, I want different. I want someone that's different than me. So um, I thought that was a, just a nice little like, oh, okay. And it's, it's addressed in the book. It's addressed how people make fun of him in the book. And it's, it was just lovely. I love, um, I thought it was adorable. Mm-hmm. It was a super fast read. But yeah, I thought it was lovely. That's awesome. Yeah, I really liked it. Well, I am glad that you enjoyed it. I read, my next book is the second book in the League of Extraordinary Women series. And the the first one is Bringing Down the Duke. Uh, And this one is A Rogue of One's Own. That's by Evie Dunmore. And I love it so much. I just love (laughs) it. Do you? Yeah. I loved the first one. I went on and on about it, but I love the second one just as much. And um, this one is about Lucy, Lady Lucy. And she is the head of the women's suffragist chapter at Oxford. Uh, I believe it's 1893. Are uh, women allowed at Oxford by then? They just were allowed in the first okay. book. Like Lucy's okay. not allowed to go to school there she was too old at that time so the last book Annabelle was the first woman uh, well she was a woman in the first class they led in Oxford but Lucy has just made her home at Oxford because lots of academic people are there um, and it's a good place for her to have settled to run the suffragist chapter okay not far from London um, but she has access to stuff in Oxford that she you know and so gotcha. that's where she settled and she's running this chapter and she's recruiting women that have been in the first female class at Oxford. So they have finally raised enough capital to buy a publishing house and they are going to use it to run um, feminist literature and kind of like do a, a coup, if you will, of the, the literary world and, um, kind of attack Parliament a little bit so they can kind of get their agenda across. Well, once they do, they have found out, or she finds out, that her childhood nemesis has also bought the other half of the company. So she bought 50%. Oh, and he ends up, she, she thought the other half was just going to be owned by these shareholders, but it turns out that he just bought it as well. Now, his name is Tristan, Lord Ballantyne, and um, he is a bit of a rake, if you will. Ah, the rakes. Yes. They make wonderful husbands. Yes. His dad is a garbage human being. Terrible. And he 
wants Tristan to do all these things that Tristan doesn't want to do. So he's kind of like lording the finances over him. So Tristan buys the publishing company in a bid for financial independence. Mm -hmm. So Lucy's agenda to run a bunch of feminist stuff is going to tank the profits, he thinks. And so that puts them at odds. However, sparks fly, man. I mean, oh, they have known each other since they were kids because Tristan's actually the son of Lucy's mother's best friend. Okay. So they've known each other since they were kids. And Lucy's always thought he was like the annoying kid that was always pulling pranks on him. But actually, Tristan has been in love with her this whole time. And basically, he makes her an offer that is just shocking and untoward. Um, And this is on the cover, the jacket. It's uh, He says that he will give up control of the publishing house if she will spend a night in his bed. Oh, that I was expecting him to just like ask her to marry him or something. Good yeah. lord, dude. Yeah. So he he the, I mean their flirtation is pretty heavy. And she doesn't quite realize it's flirtation cuz she's a bit naive, but their flirtation is is pretty heavy. And so he says he will give up his he will give up one share, which will make her the majority owner and uh if she spends a night in his bed. And so, you know, she thinks about it. And they flirt pretty hard and things happen. And obviously they fall in love because it's a romance novel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the backdrop of suffragist movement in London and the feminist culture and how he allows her to be her own person is just spectacular. Like he loves her for her. He gets involved in her work and the kind of agreements that they come to just are so so special in in relevance to what she's trying to accomplish and i love that can you and i buy a publishing house and publish feminist shit i I do believe we need money for that and i'm pretty sure we have none um i could i could start painting art and we could. Are you artistic? I can smother some paint on a canvas and call okay. it abstract. Okay. And I bet some fool will be like, oh my God. I saw you that look at your so books. Good. Like maybe I could sell books and then change your mind. Promptly. No. No. <laughs> I have I a lot of old, rare books. <laughs> And I was like, maybe, but then I was like, no. I saw the wheels turn in your head <laughs> through that entire decision. It was spectacular. Well, I was like, can I sell books to buy something that will give me more books? And I was trying to figure out if that was like enough. I was like, no, it's not. The risk is too, is but too also, great. Having sold books at like used bookstores and stuff, they're really not worth a lot of money secondhand. Well, uh, no, not like my contemporary books, but like my my old ass books, like mm-hmm. that that one um, set that I have that I paid like two hundred dollars for mm-hmm. is probably worth hella more now. We bought you a nineteen ten Peter Pan for a wedding present, uh, and I love it. I look at it every single day. Yeah, it's pretty love spectacular. It. Not going to lie. As far as wedding presents go, it's top notch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Who needs a blender? Uh, you can have a 1910 Peter Pan. No, it's true. I have so much crap. I would much rather a book. 
and I thought Peter Pan was hilarious, so I loved it. Um, but we're going to discuss us buying a publishing house. Okay. Um, we'll Are we going else. to use it to promote our feminist agenda? Uh, yeah, uh, but also make sure that good books are being published as well. So the publishing house that they buy currently prints ladies magazines like recipes and knitting and stuff and so they're gonna sneak in their feminist agenda yeah. and like capture the women of england yes. secretly in this coup yes it's, it's spectacular I like tristan's it. on to the man he knows <laughs> in betwixt the recipes and the knitting yeah that's what they plan to do they plan <laughs> to slide in their feminist agenda and then secretly it. take it over I think it's brilliant. Brilliant. So funny. Okay. <clears throat> my last book I will talk about was my least favorite of the bunch. Interesting. And I will tell y'all why in a second. But this is Intercepted by Alexa Martin. This is a uh, a black author. Okay. She, uh, this is, I want to say it's three Maybe four books in a series, but it's one of those. It's like the lead, like a minor character in this book is the lead character in the next book. So you don't really have to follow them in order. Mm-hmm. But kind of like my Hot and Hammered series. I didn't have to start at the beginning. But anyways, um, so this Hot is a book. <laughs> this is a, a series that follows women that love Major League Football players. Okay. Um, football season is winding down. American um, football? Yes. Okay. Um, football season is winding down, and I have had this for a while. I think I found it at the used bookstore, um, and I just haven't opened it up. And so I was like, you know what? This is cute. Chris is watching football. I'm going to read football. That's it works. Um, so this follows Marley Harper. She has been with her boyfriend for 10 years now. They got together in high school. He ended up um, being drafted into the NFL. And now he's this, um, he's this hotshot uh, football player. Um, he's kind of a jerk. Um, okay. They have kind of, he's been with her 10 years, not even brought up uh, the thought of marriage. He he just kind of doesn't care about her. Um, and so when the football team signs a new quarterback, Marley discovers that this is the same guy that she had a one-night stand with many moons ago uh, in Chicago. Ooh. And uh, this was, she had this one-night stand with him when she and her cu- current boyfriend were on one of their many breaks. Um, and so she, uh, they had slept together and she had left the next morning because she discovered that he was also a football player. And she was like, I'm not interested in that life. I'm already living it. It's garbage. I don't want it again. So she left, didn't leave him her phone number, nothing. And so her boyfriend ends up, you know, inviting the new quarterback over. They want to make nice, uh, make sure that he throws him a lot of passes and stuff like that. Well, um, eventually Marley's like, okay, Gavin doesn't recognize me. This is good. Like, it's been years now. Like, awesome. 
Um, well, he ends up helping her clean up the kitchen while all the other guys are jerks and don't help. And um, hands her the necklace that she left in his apartment. Oh. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> so she discovers one day that her boyfriend accidentally took her laptop instead of taking his. So she's like, you know what? I'll just work from his. Totally fine. Not a big deal. Well, she ends up finding out that he's been cheating on her for years. Wow. And Gavin just happens to be at the house when the when she's packing her shit to go. And Marley won't Marley's boyfriend won't let her take her car because he bought it for her. And so Gavin's like, Don't you worry, girl. I'll drive you where you need to go. And so he basically just kind of takes care of her and things like that. So that is number one my issue with that is that she couldn't just save herself. She couldn't just fix things herself. She was almost mugged and beaten like twice in this book. Like she could like, and then at one point someone asks her about her car and she's like, Oh, I'm a woman. Therefore I don't know anything about engines. And I was like, girl, not a fan of that. Um, And so I just, I didn't like that she kept having to ask Gavin to save her. Mm -hmm. Like, save yourself. In a way, the ending kind of fixes all of that. Mm -hmm. But it was just, it was a lot. Like, I kept thinking, like, just fix it yourself. Like, you're an adult. Save yourself in this one. Yeah. Like, it just, it kept bugging me a little bit that she kept having to be saved by a guy. Um, but I, I do think that in the end, it fix, it it kind of resolves that. Um, but it was a little bit frustrating to read because I was like, good Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did enjoy it. It was a nice little, you know, break uh, from reality. Alexa Martin, the author, was actually an NFL spouse. Oh. Her, husband, her husband played football for many years. So she's got kind of the insight into the cattiness of NFL mm-hmm. wives and stuff. Apparently yeah. that's a thing. Um, I'm sure. You get a bunch of women together. Yeah, women. Especially are, rich women. Women can be awful to each other, which is so terrible because, like, I know. men are already terrible to us. Right. We need to, we need to be better to each other yeah. in general. But, yeah. So I, I did enjoy it. But I just, I had some slight issues with how yeah. she couldn't just take care of herself. That is but, frustrating, especially in in today's time. Yeah. Um, when there's I so also, many badass heroines out there. I know. But I also wonder if that's it that's just a a symbol of kind of older romance. The man mm-hmm. is always there to save you, things yeah. like that. How old is when the book? I, I actually don't know. It's not old. Uh-huh. Um it could be at most, maybe 10 years old. At most. But I don't think it's that old. I do think that older romance, um, i.e. like 80s prior, uh, it was a lot of men rescuing women. Yes. And and I think that's what publishers thought women wanted. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until we were like, nah, fam. <laughs> we <laughs> we want to save ourselves. Yeah. So I want to be complete without a man. Yes. He can be there. I like him. I just don't need him. Yeah, I mean, this came out in 2018, so it's not old. No, no. Um, and but so maybe and, it's it's a nod to the old to old time. Maybe, and it didn't it didn't ruin the book for me. It was just like a little bit, just like Ugh. 
I wish you yeah. could resolve this on your own. There's a lot of times where I'm reading something that is older and I'll be like, oh, I, I don't love that. Yeah, um, same. I'm like, ooh, like not a fan of with, this. With your 2021 glasses on. Yeah. And you have to kind of step back and think, well, maybe that was different. But. Agreed. Oh, yeah. There there have been plenty of times where I'm read something when I've read something older and I'm like, not a fan of this at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. Sometimes you have to just remember that it is old. Times were different. But yeah. And it didn't it didn't ruin the reading experience. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. was like, I wish that yeah. was a little different. But that's okay. Yeah, that that's perfectly acceptable. Mm-hmm. Not every book is for every person. Agreed. But yeah, that's our reading for the week, guys. Yeah. I wonder if next time we'll have less romance to talk about. How long will we continue on this romance kick? You know, I am just reading whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And it has been glorious. I am hoping to start some fantasy this week. I'm trying to slowly ease my way into it. I just, ugh, life is stressful. And I've been, my blood pressure has been up for like, six weeks I swear to god and I just I don't want to stress myself out and so yeah. I'm gonna put my toe in the water this week with some fantasy and see mm-hmm. how I do um but I'm telling you right now if it stresses me out I'm not reading it you will abort just, mission yes for now for now but I've got two books that I'm ready to try and but I've got a romance already borrowed from the library just in case that's good you know you know, that works. <laughs> That's good. I've got some, some other stuff lined up, but I do want to get through a few romances as well. Because they're quite it. easy reads. They're, they're escapism. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, guys, I hope that you enjoy your reading. Whatever you decide to read. Whatever you decide to read. Get on Instagram and tell us about it, though. Yes. We'd um, love to know what you're, talk- what you're reading. Always. I'm continuously adding crap to my to be read pile. It's, I know. And the more you add, the more I add. Cause then I see that and I'm like, Oh, I'll take that. Oh, I'll take I, that. Add, I add stuff. And then I'm like, mm, not for me, but Tavia. And so I constantly send Tavia books mm-hmm. too. So it's yeah. just, you know, I'm here for you. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, guys, I hope you guys have another lovely week. Stay safe. Make good choices this week. But yeah. Have a wonderful reading week. Yes, and we will talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.